Welcome back to another episode of uh, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. I don't even think this is recording. Okay, now it's recording. Yeah. Um, with me today, I have uh, somebody that is well-versed in the Houston Dash. Um, I've, as everybody knows, I have no idea or I don't know much about the Houston uh, Dash. So I brought in Haley to actually talk a little bit about the Houston, uh, Houston Dash. I'm probably going to say Houston Dynamo a lot. Because <laughs> um, I get them confused a lot, you know. I guess yeah. <laughs> I'm just used to saying that, uh, so it just kind of rolls out the tongue. But yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself, Haley, and you know, just so people can know who you are and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Haley uh, from actually the Dash podcast. Uh, we podcast about the Houston Dash. Um, yeah. Basically, I got into this. Uh, I've just been a really big women's soccer fan for a while, and uh, super into the Dash season ticket holder. Um, so it's kind of kind of become my thing over the past couple of years cool cool so um yeah let's let's talk about that let's talk about how you started uh like you know got into the whole soccer stuff and you know basically a little bit about yourself and how you started playing soccer or watching it or following it yeah okay so I started playing soccer when I was like four years old around that age and I played competitively probably from the age of like 10 or 12 up until I was about 15. Um, that's when I stopped playing because uh, I'm actually, all, I was also got really into marching band, but that's a whole different story. Um, how I got into the NWSL though, basically I was a huge fan of the US Women's National Team after 2012 um, and the 2011 World Cup cycle. Uh, so from there, I, I heard about the league because I, the 20, I think it was the 2016 game, championship game, they played in Houston. Um, and I was still in college at the time, didn't have a ton of money. So I was like, dad, you gotta buy us tickets to this game. We gotta go to this game. Like this looks freaking awesome. It was the Washington Spirit versus the Western New York Flash who are now known as the North Carolina Courage. Um, so I went to that game and I just had the best time. It was so fun. I ended up sitting next to some people in the Spirit Squadron, Squadron which is the Washington Spears, uh, Spirit Supporters Group. Uh, and it was just such a blast, like getting to interact with all those really cool people. Um, I also met two of the Dash players at that game who were signing autographs at the time, Becca Moros and Kaylee Ojai, who was coming off of her best 11 season where she scored a ton of goals in the back half. Um, yeah, so from there, the next year, I went to most of their games, and then I've, I eventually was able to purchase season tickets when I had the funds to do so, and this will be my second year as a season ticket holder. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I basically, same thing. I've been playing soccer all my life, but... Talking about the whole band situation, I'd, I've, I was in a band, but I know a lot of people that were in band back in high school, and yeah, that's a whole animal of itself, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, like my wife's brothers were in band and all that, and so like, yeah, it, it gets kind of crazy in band, yeah, and it's basically, sure. it drains you out. Yep, yeah, I did it all through high school and through college, so I did marching band for like eight years, and then now I actually drum at the Dash Games as well, usually. Um, which has been pretty fun. Um, do you do do you play any of the drums or anything like that at the Dash Games? Yeah, I do. I play usually. I play the bass drum thing. It's just very loud. Um, it's usually me and two or three other girls from the uh, Bayou City Republic supporters group. It's really it's a lot of fun, and you know we we like to give the game some atmosphere with the drums and all that. So that's good. That's good. Um, so uh, how did you get, well, obviously you, you kind of talked about how you got into the Dash, but do you want to like talk about a little bit, um, 
like how you really got into the dash like why like why the dash and not like for example the the portland team that happens mm -hmm. to be like have a bigger fan fit uh yeah. fan base or like i don't know the courage now that you know it's they're doing amazing for the last few years so why why the dash yeah so i grew up in houston i'm from houston originally um I went to college in Houston. I go to grad school in Houston. I just really love the city and I don't I don't want to leave if I don't have to eventually for work um, or whatever. So, you know, I've always kind of identified with those Houston teams. Growing up, I was a, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of all other pro sports, but I, you know, I always watched the Texans, the Astros, the Dynamo growing up, you know, teams like that. So to get a, you know, to know that there was a pro women's sports team in Houston, uh, it was just a natural fit to me. Um, sometimes I will admit it's kind of it's it's not always easy being a Dash fan. Uh, <laughs> we haven't always been the you know been a great team in terms of winning, and we've never made the playoffs. Hopefully, hopefully within the next couple of years we're able to pass that benchmark. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess there's just something kind of enduring rooting for underdogs too. Um, I don't know. I just I just love all of our Houston teams, and I, I really enjoy supporting them. And it's you know it's it's fun liking a team that you're able to actually go out and watch the games live for as well so and and getting in, getting into that whole uh the dash not being not not that good uh, as you know the dynamo has haven't been good also mm -hmm. um like what well, you were talking about how hopefully in the next couple of years they'll be able to make it into the playoffs but i mean i was looking into the whole league and and how it works but you know it's kind of hard to get into the playoffs because only what four teams out of the nine going mm -hmm. yep that's right yeah so i mean also, the league is not that big, you know, obviously in the, like in the men's league, you know, seven teams of each conference make it into the playoffs because yeah. we have like, you know, 30 teams almost. Um, but um, how's the competition in, in the league? Um, you know, you that, you know, you've seen the games and watched more games, obviously. Um, how's the competition? Why is it, why is it that the Houston Dash can't make it into the playoffs? Um, so overall, the league is... A pretty highly competitive league um each if you kind of look at games on a week-by-week -week basis it is really possible for any team to win at any time um but the teams that are the most successful are usually those with of course the strongest rosters but also teams that have had you know consistent head coaches supportive front offices are able to draw in those you know high talented players that maybe are on their national teams although u.s women's national team especially um able to bring in you know sought after players because of their front office uh, environment, all that stuff. Unfortunately, the Dash, um, and I don't want to rag on this too much, but our front office hasn't always been supportive of the Dash as much as a lot of us, you know, wanted them to be in the early years. It's only really been in the past couple of years that we've seen a big change in them really stepping up and making a commitment to the team. Um, also, we've had we've had a, quite a few head coaches for not being you know that old of a team. We've I think we're on if you count Omar Morales, James Clarkson as our fourth head coach, um, and there have been some players on the team that have had in the past couple of years that every season they've been on the team they've had a different head coach because we had Randy Waldrum he got fired Omar Morales came in halfway through and then we had Vera Powell for a season and that last year we got James. And James is continuing on into his second season now. Um, so I think, you know, getting, having a more consistent coaching staff will help. And also the fact that we've been able to hire more than one full-time coaching staff hopefully will help. Um, yeah. And then also, I guess to, 
add a little bit more to that. Um, the Dash have just not, it just hasn't felt like it's been a destination that players necessarily want to be at until really the past two years. That, I've seen a big difference just in the, the whole vibe around the team um, after those commitments from the front, starting with the front office. Uh, this offseason, we were able to bring in some really, really talented players that, you know, may, might be on the cusp of breaking into the national team next cycle. Uh, for example, Megan Oyster is a fantastic center back and I think has a feature with the national team. We've been able to bring in players like her, Katie Knott, and Shea Groom, uh, and others this offseason that I think will really help us out. And talking about a little bit more about the coach, how do you think uh, him being on his second year and, you know, kind of changing the culture? I've been watching some interviews that he has done and, he's, you know, he talks about, you know, kind of creating something new, like a culture and stuff like that. How do you think that's going, like, how do you see him as a coach? Um, and how do you think he's he's going to be doing in the future? Yeah, so I really like James. Um, I like what I've seen from him so far. I think that he is trying to create just an overall like culture with a better morale um everyone you know bringing in people that fit in together as people and not just pieces that he thinks will fit on the field and not i guess he's trying to bring in like people overall that will fit into the culture he's trying to create with the club um which is really nice i like to see that um and i think having him in his second year last season he was really playing with uh, with another coach's roster he wasn't able you know to bring to build his own roster and bring in pieces that he thought would work. Um, this season, he has made some pretty hefty trades in the offseason uh, and trading away Kalia Ojai, Sofia Huerta, Amber Brooks, some of those big name players, but bringing in pieces that we really, really need. Um, like I talked about before with Megan Oyster, Katie Naughton to bolster up the defense, Shea Groom giving us more versatility in the offense. Um, yeah, so I think he's been doing a good job, um, I guess, it's been interesting seeing him build the roster, and I think so far he's done a really great job with uh, roster building for what, for I guess the players he's able to get with our pieces that we were able to trade. All right, and um, here I'm gonna be jumping all over the place because I have like a bunch of different questions. Um, so since we talked about the coach and the whole thing, stuff like that, um, how do you see the league uh, as you know, just as the league? How do you see that growing? Um, obviously it has been growing mm -hmm. uh, and it seems that there's going to be a couple more teams coming in. How, how do you see a league as a, as a soccer fan, as a woman soccer fan? Yeah. So the league's history has been kind of interesting. If you look at where previous teams were and their associations with MLS clubs versus non-associated teams. So in the past, uh, the Boston Breakers, FC Casey um, and Western New York Flash were kind of in, I don't want to say smaller markets, but um, they had, you know, s smaller fan bases. They weren't necessarily connected to MLS clubs or facilities. And that's been some kind of shifting over the years. For example, um, FCKC moved to Utah um, and they have access to a really, really nice stadium, really great facilities. Same thing happened. A similar thing happened with um, Western New York Flash's move to North Carolina. Um, I think that upgraded their facilities as well. Um, so the, the new team that we're adding for sure for next, for next season, season is Louisville. Louisville. Um, I think they're going to be called the Louisville Proof, but I'm not sure if that name will stick. Like the, I guess it's, I don't remember what type of alcohol it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and then um, there's been recent talk again of a team in LA 
being added that won't be directly associated with an MLS team, but that could still fall apart, so who knows. Um, but yeah, it's been really encouraging seeing the team, the league not only grow, but also grow at a more sustainable rate than the past, the two previous leagues that failed. Um, I think that NWSL is doing a, a good job overall of, you know, making sure they are able to sustain themselves while having steady growth. So hopefully we see more teams uh, come on board over time. I don't think we'll necessarily be able to st- sustain as many teams as the, N- uh, the MLS has currently ever. <laughs> I'm not sure if the talent pool is there yet. Um, but yeah, I would like to see a couple more teams added, and it would be nice to have an even number for scheduling, because nine is a really awkward number to schedule with. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that is awkward. Yeah. Coming from a person <laughs> that kind of hates those weird numbers. Yeah, at least, you know, keep it at 12, 14, you know, 16. Mm-hmm. Make yeah, it something like that. Yep, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, because then we have, like, like for example, now in the MLS with Nashville, like, playing in, like, two co- two different conferences. It's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> That's yeah. so weird. It, it is weird. Um, but um, but I've been wa- – oh, boy, I haven't been watching. But I've been looking at uh, – I've been kind of reading and stuff. And I've seen that, uh, like, women's soccer basically all over the world is it's kind of growing mm-hmm. um, a little bit, which, which kind of makes it a little bit more hopeful for, you know, for this league to grow, as you were saying. Uh, for example, I read that the final last year um, between the U.S. and Holland – had more views or, you know, more viewers, I guess, than the France and Croatia final the, the previous year with the men's. Yeah. Um, and then, for example, um, Argentina, they started, uh, they had their first, like, professional women's tournament uh, last year. Um, Australia, you know, made the female and male income equal. Yes. Then Chile also had um, their professional their professional league kind of has two divisions now. Um, Japan started their first women's league. Uh, Spain kind of made they had a league, but they made it professional now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seems like you know the even you know the U.S. is like the main league, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, that's my perception of it. And then you know the, all the other countries, like for example, I've been seeing that a bunch of the women that play here. On the off season, they go play Australia. Yeah. Um, how, how do you see that? I mean, when I saw it, it kind of caught me off guard. But then it kind of makes sense because, you know, the seasons for the NWSL are pretty like short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the NWSL and the W League, that it's not an official partnership or anything, but a lot of players like to play in both because they don't intersect at all and it keeps them game fit more year-round. Um, so it's a pretty co- like it's it's been a pretty common thing for players to do in the past couple years, um, and it's not just the Australian players; it's a lot of the Americans, and it's it's mostly some of the Americans that aren't on the national team or on the kind of near the cusp of being on the national team. But you have really players from all different, I guess, levels going over to the W League to playing in the summer. It's a pretty it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting, interesting partnership, partnership, but I don't I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily see that, that as something sustainable, sustainable because, because as the league. league you know, as the NWSL goes on, I think eventually they'd probably want to extend that season to the point where playing in the W League in the offseason will no longer make sense. Um, but for now, it's a really great opportunity that a lot of players take advantage of. Um, for the Dash specifically, I know that Haley Hansen and Veronica Latsko both played in the offseason. I don't, I think those were our only two from last year that went, um, that were on the team last year and this year. Um, and both of them actually made it to the playoffs. Uh, they played each other in the semifinal, and Veronica Latsko scored the game-winning goal to get them in the final. Uh, but they lost. But you know, they still made it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and do you ever think, um, like for example, uh, like the U.S., like the league here, it's mm -hmm. gonna be able to pull players from like other different parts of the country, like the world, basically, like we do with the MLS? Yeah. So there's already been some big time players from other countries that have played here, um, because not necessarily for the money. Um, but because the NWSL provides a very, very competitive environment, more so than a lot of the other leagues around the world. And that's not to knock any of those other leagues because a lot of them are very fantastic. But if you look at something like the French League, for example, that league is weird because it's you really only have two teams that are like uber good in that league and the rest of them are good to okay to not so great. It's like um, the men's league. <laughs> right so yeah so we've had players like Amandine Henri come and play in Portland uh, Nadia Nadim used to play in Portland uh, right now Vera Boquette plays for um, Utah Royals um, and I think a couple other players were thinking of signing um, in the NWSL for this season until COVID happened uh, <laughs> so yeah recently the NWSL has allowed uh, has given teams something called allocation money and I don't think any of us fully understand how that works exactly including the league officials honestly um but <laughs> i'm hoping over time the amount of money um they can basically give players to bolster their base salaries will continue to increase so it becomes more uh financially viable for bigger names to come play here instead of getting poached off by uber wealthy teams like leon in france or places like that yeah i mean that would be great having uh, me like myself i have uh i have three kids um and i have two daughters Okay, um, okay. So that's why basically I kind of decided a little bit to like start watching women's soccer because I was like, yeah. you know, you know, I'm an Argentinian and I grew up watching soccer and loving soccer and like my dream was to play soccer or whatever. So, mm -hmm. you know, you get older and you start realizing you kind of suck. And, and, you, know, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you come to reality in a way. But, you know, I look at my daughters and I'm like, you know, what if like this league, you know, in the future and, you know, what if they can play or like, and it's just pretty cool to see like women's soccer being uh, or growing in, in, you know, and obviously here in the U.S. is actually better than the men's probably. Uh, well, at least in the in the national level. The national team, yes. The league, yeah, not, like, not yet. We're getting there. <laughs> way, yeah, yeah. The league is it's getting there. I think at one point. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful that hopefully one day they'll be at the same level. Yeah, that would be um, really great. That would be. I mean, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, I haven't been to any Dash games. I, this was the year that I was going to, but like you yeah. said, COVID happened. Um, <laughs> so going into the into like going into watching games and stuff like that. Um, what like how many people do you think, or or what are the are like when you guys have go to go to Dash games? Is there like a lot of people that go? How does that look? How are game days? Here in Houston. Yeah, so unfortunately, the Dash have one of the lower attendance records in the league, and it's we've kind of been going down a little bit in attendance uh, over the years. Um, but I think I, this I could be totally off base here. I think our last year attendance was slightly better than the year before. Um, I think that average is somewhere around four to five thousand fans, which sounds like a lot of people. But when you're sitting in BBVA and that huge stadium that can hold like what like almost twenty thousand people, it's it just doesn't feel like a ton but if you sit by the supporters group you would almost never know that because there's some wild fun people to be around um but yeah i think a lot some of the sections in the in bbva get pretty full um for dash games but unfortunately it just doesn't not doesn't draw a huge crowd yet um i know the team has been working i've seen better marketing over the past couple of years and i've seen them really try to push for 
you know, higher attendance. But I think it's really hard to do that in Houston because it is a saturated sports market. And unfortunately, the Dash just haven't had a great record. Um, and that's, you know, it's really hard to draw new fans to a team that just hasn't been that successful in the past. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, I'm always hopeful that we can continue to grow the attendance record and kind of catch up, I guess, to teams like Portland that have crazy dedicated fan bases that show up game in, game out. I would love to see that here. Um, but unfortunately, we're just not there. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think is it about Portland that attracts so much people to soccer? Is it because they don't have any other sports? You know, I don't, I'm not totally sure. They're just, I guess they're just a big soccer city. And I don't know. I've never been to Portland. I would love to go to a Portland game like at some point I feel like that would be fun but like even if you look at some of the the national team attendance records in Houston like for the for the women's national team like they draw bigger crowds but they're still not like always huge massive crowds like for example the last time they played here um I went to two two out of three of those games and the first one I went to it was a pretty pretty sparse crowd I mean it wasn't dash small but it was it wasn't huge either um, and to be fair, that game was on a weekday night and kind of at a weird time and the weather was bad, but still, <laughs> the game after that one, though, was much better. There were quite a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard about that, that, you know, the, the first game was kind of low, but like mm-hmm. you said, it was a weekday in yep. here, like even the, I don't know, even like the other sports don't even get that during the city, during yep. the, during the week, sorry. Yep. Um, but uh, the Dash also has like a supporter group, right? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know a little thing? Anything about that? Um, I know a little bit about it. So I've kind of been involved with them over the past season. Um, we're called Bayou City Republic. Uh, we sell really cool merch. You should check it out. I saw. <laughs> uh, we have so Bayou City Republic. They make. I'm not direct. Like I'm not super super involved with them outside of the drumming, just because I have a lot uh, going on. I'm very busy usually. Um, but they make a lot of the banners you see around the stadium on game days. Um, they help come up with some of the slogans the team uses, for example. I think they started the Y'all Means All trend that has kind of eventually become like the a, a Dash like kind of pride um, motto that they've used. Um, yeah, they, you know, they put up banners for things, for little personal Houston things like the Pears banner from last year uh, for the players that used to live in Pearland and uh, stuff like that. And the Bayou City also is the group they kind of sit behind one of the goals and if you hear the drums and see the bunch of people with flags that's them <laughs> that's good that's them with the flags and that's you with the drums yep. <laughs> right? um all right so then uh coming back to like today i guess um what are your uh expectations for this uh tournament coming up yeah so i fully expect us to be in the top eight and not be the, the only team that doesn't make it out of the group um fully expect that. <laughs> uh, I wish I could say, so we drew and for our, uh, I guess, qualifiers, quote unquote, our four guaranteed games. We drew the North Carolina Courage first, Sky Blue FC, Chicago Red Stars, and the Washington Spirit. Um, North Carolina Courage, they are the best team in the league, like hands down. Their roster has barely changed from last year. Um, I wish I could say I expect fully expect for us to beat them, but I don't. If we can get a point out of that game, that would be awesome. Um, Sky Blue FC, that lineup is a little bit more interesting because they are a team with a lot of new pieces brought in, kind of like the Dash, Um, and a a more not totally proven yet head coach, kind of like the Dash. Um, 
So that I think that lineup to me is probably the most interesting game that we'll have. Um, I, I I kind of expect Sky Blue to have a stronger midfield um, this season, and I feel like a lot of their success is going to depend on how um, a player like Mal Pugh, you know, can step up, play with Carly Lloyd, um, get you know, score goals like she's expected to. Um, for us, I think. Our success will really depend, and not just in the Sky Blue game, but overall, I think our success is going to depend a lot on our back line. Um, we have brought in almost a completely new back line for this season as comparative to last season. Last season, we usually would start um, Alicia Chapman on the left. Uh, she is the only returner that generally started on the back line. Um, I expect to see in the back line our new center back combination of uh, Megan Oyster and Katie Naughton. If those two can click early, and get us started, um, I think we'll be okay, just overall. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting watching us try to build that team chemistry real quick. Um, as for the Red Stars game, I don't really know totally what to think of that game. The Red Stars' biggest issue will probably be scoring. They lost Sam Kerr last season, who is one of the best scorers and soccer players just in general in the world. Um, so they're, they're going to be trying to look for someone, not necessarily to replace what she did, because you really can't, um, but someone to, that's going to be able to score goals for them on a consistent basis. So the people I'm thinking of for that role are probably players like Yuki Nagasato, uh, McCaskill, Kalia Watt, formerly Ojai. Um, if one of those three or a combination of them can get hot, that game's going to get real interesting for us. Um, the Dash do have a history of starting off well in the beginning of the season and kind of tapering off after that. So I'm hoping that trend continues for this tournament because it's short. Um, and we do have a pretty decent history of facing up with Chicago early season. You know, sometimes we don't win, sometimes we do. Um, but our, our roster, again, our rosters are very different. So that should be interesting. And then our last game is the Washington Spirit. I think just looking at it on paper, I, I feel like that's probably going to be the most winnable game for us just because that's our last game of the quote-unquote qualifiers or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to have three games under our belt. Um, if we can get that chemistry in the back line, I think we have a really good shot at beating Washington. Um, after that, who knows, because I don't know who we're going to be playing if we make it through. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully we will. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, I mean, that will be perfect, huh? Yep. <laughs> um, are you okay with giving some results, or do you just want to leave it like that? Um, like predicting what I, what, yeah. okay, sure, I'll, I'll guess. I All think right. we will probably, I don't want to give like score lines, so I'm just going to throw some stuff out there. Gotcha. Uh, North Carolina Courage, I don't think we're going to beat them. I just don't see it happening. They're just too good. Uh, Sky Blue FC, uh, I'm going to predict, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go with a win, Sky Blue FC. Okay. Red Stars, I'm going to go with a draw, and Washington Spirit, I'm going to go with a win. Those are my predictions. <laughs> All right. With those predictions, we should be going to, to the next round then, right? Yep, for sure. <laughs> hey, that's a start, right? Um, and just for everybody listening, um, the those games are the season or the tournament starts uh, next weekend. Not this weekend coming up, but next weekend. But actually, the, the Dash won't be playing um, their first game until July 1st. So you're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, so July 1st uh, against the Courage, uh, July 5th against the Sky Blue, July 9th against Chicago Red, uh, Red Stars, and uh, July 13th against the Washington Spirit. 
Um, yep. And then to finish off, or maybe not really, but I don't know. Um, to finish <laughs> off, who should be uh, be looking forward to? Um, like, for example, I've been seeing a lot about uh, Jane Campbell and uh, uh, Rachel. Yes, our uh, captains. How good are they? Uh, you know, Jane, I think Jane is one of the best keepers in the league, in my opinion. Um, she is in the national team pool, and I think she will have another shot after the Olympic cycle is over. Um, her and Daly actually just got named our team captains for the tournament today, and I think they are the perfect choices. Uh, both of them were drafted to Houston initially, and they've played pretty well, like very well at times, two of our best players. Um, I expect Rachel Daly to definitely be one to watch. Uh, she's one of our, she's almost always been our top goal, sco goal scorer or tied for top goals. Um, so expect to see some goals for her. Um, other players to watch out for, Christy Mewis in the midfield. Um, she is definitely a really crafty player, really good at stringing passes together, uh, pretty commanding in the midfield. Also in the midfield, look out for Haley Hansen. Um, she's definitely, you know, she's a really, really solid player. Um, and I think she, I think she'll eventually get another crack at the national team as well. Um, she's young, you know, she has, she's good defensively. She's good on the ball, um, good player. Uh, and then as far as a couple of our new players to look out for, um, I'm really excited to watch Shay Groom. She's super speedy. She's a Texas Aggie graduate. Um, first Texas Aggie we've had on the dash. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see her score some goals out there. And I'm, yeah, I'm especially excited to see, uh, like I talked about before, I'm just super hyped for a new center back pairing. Like we picked up two of the best non-national team center backs in the league. And I'm super hyped to watch them play together. I, I hope they click super fast and just have a really great tournament. It's good. So, it, I mean, we have a pretty good team according to to you, right? We have a good Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, good center backs and good, good midfielders and mm -hmm. uh, some good strikers. So yeah. we, should be, we should be set to win this thing, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, right? This is definitely the best dash roster we've had in a while, if not ever. Uh, I haven't really been this excited for a roster really ever. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, also, quick question. Um, this might be like super dumb, but um, I've been seeing obviously the dash on, the hashtag dash on. Uh -huh. um, but then I also seen the dash TF on. Yes. Can you explain that to me? Because yes. I have an idea of what it means, but I don't know what it means. What's in your head is probably right. So okay. dash TF on basically started because of the grit of our team. Uh, we often will kind of get in these hard ruts in the middle of the season and dash TF on means probably what you think it does. Uh, dash the uh -huh expletive on. <laughs> <laughs> Put the beep on. All right. Cool. Um, so yeah, just to finish off then, um, I don't know if you want to let people know where they can find you personally or like the, the podcast. Yeah. So you can follow our podcast. It's called Actually The Dash. Um, it's available on Spotify for listening. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at Dash Actually. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter as at Haley Snyder too. And my header is dash stan account, which I will probably never change. <laughs> and also I was watching or not watching, but I've seen on your profile. Are you the one behind the toast? I am the one behind the toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was trying to figure out, I was like, wait, wait what kind of picture is this? But Do you want to I... hear the story behind the toast? It's not really not that it. interesting. All right. So I, when I was in college, I was, you know, I went to university of Houston, go Cougs. Um, 
because I was in the band, the band isn't, the band at Spirit of, at, at U of H, we're called the Spirit of Houston, but the Spirit of Houston is more than just a band. It also includes the dance team, the mascots, the cheerleaders, pretty much anyone that you could think of that's a spirit group, frontiersmen. Um, so me being a really talkative person, I'm friends with the, a lot of the mascots. So I was at that at a basketball game over winter break and um, my friend Adam, who has been to a couple of dash games with me, uh, he was walking around with this big cardboard cutout, really realistic looking piece of toast for some reason. Um, so I saw him and I was like, oh, hey, Adam, like waving to him to say hi. He interpreted that as I want the toast, which was kind of true, but not totally what I was going for. Um, so he came up and gave me the toast for like a whole quarter. So I just had this like giant piece of toast. I didn't know what to do with it. And then I ended up on um, ESPN, like one of the camera guys caught me holding it. And my friend sent me a picture of it. She was like, oh my God, is that you with toast? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and what was the meaning of the toast? It was just like a random toast? I don't know. It's just a piece of toast. I have no idea what they used it for. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. So you are Haley the toast person. Yep, apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, Haley, thank you so much for, uh, you know, taking some time over your day to talk to me about the dash. Yeah. Um, hope, I mean, you got me excited to watch, to watch the games. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Everybody is excited as well. Um, yeah. We have a good team and we have a good chance to win it all, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And then just to add um, where you can watch the games. So all of the Dash games will be on CBS All Access. You can purchase that for $6 a month, which is awesome because that means you get the entire tournament for $6. Um, they're going to have 25 games on there. Um, and then the opening game, which I think is North Carolina versus Portland, will be on the big CBS, like the TV channel. And then the final will also be on big CBS. So just remember, CBS All Access, $6, 25 soccer games. It's going to be awesome. And you can also watch it on Twitch, right? Twitch, yeah. If you live outside the U.S. or Canada, you can watch it for free on Twitch. All you have to do is make an account and subscribe to NWSL Official. That's what's up. So, yeah, so there's no, there's no reason for you not to watch them. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you again, uh, Haley. Um, hopefully, we'll see you soon uh, whenever, you know, we're able to get out of our houses. Yes, um, please. Oh. And uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I have no uh, musical talent whatsoever, but, you know, I'll stand there and cheer with you guys. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you later. Thank you so much. Yep.